Welcome back, folks. Today, we got a real estate investing power couple zooming in. We're going to be talking about something that's really interesting for a lot of real estate investors, especially a lot of Canadian real estate investors who like the idea of getting the heck out of Dodge, spending more time down south, especially during the cold months in Canada, and making money while they're doing it. So our, our special guest today or are Lori McConomy and Matt Lidstone. They are a real estate investing power couple based in Ontario. But these days, they're doing most of their deals in the short-term rental space down in Florida. And they're doing something very, very cool. And that is Airbnb arbitrage. So we're going to find out exactly what that means to them, how it works, and how they're scaling their businesses. But in the meantime, Matt, Lori, welcome to the call. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So, hey, you didn't start off doing short-term rentals in Florida. You were doing something else for a while first. Take us down your real estate investing journey, please. Yeah, I mean, um, we were both full-time corporate employees uh, up until, well, we got into real estate in 2018. Uh Uh, So we started with Keyspire learned uh-huh. the bird method and all that stuff. So we started out the first few years doing burrs and flips, um, especially during COVID flips were profitable. We were going crazy with that. So you were, you were uh, doing that in Ontario, correct? In Ontario. Yeah. Mostly in the Hamilton, St. Catharines areas. Very nice. Now, and were you guys still both working full time during all of that? Or did you eventually kind of get out of the J-O-B world and focus full time on real estate? So we were initially both full-time uh, mm-hmm. and then right at the start of COVID, Lori got laid off because we were getting laid off during that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was a bit of a blessing. Um, she got a year worth of severance and we just, you know, I said, right away, perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not perfect. party, but Hey, we got somebody yeah. to invest in real estate. Or yeah. It was a scary time. Said, you know, like this is perfect. Let's put all our energy into what we've been you know, researching, learning with the flips and the burrs and starting out with that. And then maybe we'd move into multifamily or something right? Uh, a bit further down the road. So we ended up doing that. Um, I'm still employed. Actually, I'm, I'm an IT guy oh. and, uh, and Lori's full-time now. So uh, we- Full-time we real that. estate? Nice. All right. Very good. Well, congratulations. So more or less, you guys, between- 2018, when you started and when you kind of switched over to short-term rentals, how many flips, burr-type properties did you do over that time frame, give or take? 10? Uh, yeah, we did about 10. 10. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty significant, especially if you're both working full-time at, mm-hmm. at the same time. So it sounds like that was a good thing. It was a good thing for a while. It was definitely a good thing during COVID. When did it stop? When and why did it stop being a good thing? So it stopped right, I guess, maybe February of last year. Uh, so February of 2022? Yeah. 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 Sometime around there, maybe a little after March, yeah. April. But, but we really started to see the differences in pricing. And, you know, obviously everything's going up with the interest rates. We saw the um, prices start to come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we just running our numbers on properties. We were having a hard time finding anything that would make sense. Right. Um, so it was a bit of a struggle. So we tried to avoid uh, making a, a mistake and and just jumping at a property that that 
you know, it was a speculation. We don't we never want to speculate. So Right. So you you guys really like to focus on the numbers, making sure that every made everything made sense. Costs were going up, costs of materials, labor, money was all going up. The real estate, because the interest rate spiked, the demand for properties and houses went down. So it was kind of a perfect bad storm for flippers, that's for sure. And then I guess as well for for doing long-term burrs because more difficult to pull your equity out of the deal after you got it turned around and more difficult to make it cash flow. Is, Is that kind of it in a nutshell? That's kind of where we're at. So February of last year, we sold our last flip like just in time, you know, made really good money off of it. We said, okay, we're going to start holding properties now for a while. And yeah. so we picked up a cottage and we had picked up a duplex or a, we did a duplex conversion right next to Mohawk. And those, our plan was to hold those, but with the way interest is now, and I just find the government has been our, just our biggest deterrent for continuing to do business here. And we just yeah. decided we wanted to pivot and do something that we enjoyed, you know, setting up an Airbnb or furnishing a property here in Ontario is not as fun as doing it in Florida, you know? <laughs> but, but had you done one in Ontario, did you have some experience yeah. or proof of concept with Airbnb before jumping into it in Florida? That was our plan. We were going to do that duplex conversion right next to Mohawk college. And that was going to be our Airbnb. And then just as we're in the middle of the renovation, the city came and changed the rules and it had to be your primary residence. And it was kind of the last straw for us. You know, we're like, we're tired of being told how we can do our properties, what we can do with them, how much we can charge. And we're just like, we're done, you know? So we kind of decided that we wanted to invest where we love. We go to Florida ourselves. We have four kids. So we like, all out of area and it's easy to get there from here and they want just, our money yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit more friendly real estate wise yeah. yeah okay so so you yeah you had the big epiphany that it's not working the way you want it to work in canada specifically in ontario you decided hey florida is where it's at and what what kind of just sparked you around the short-term rental because there's a big difference between doing burrs and doing flips and then doing short-term rentals. So what kind of got you going with that? Another thing where we wanted to leave Ontario was um, the seasonality, right? So having a cottage, the seasonality is just too short. In Florida, yeah. it's way more consistent. You might have one or two lower months, but it's far more consistent. So we just liked the feeling that we wouldn't have to put all our eggs in one basket and mm. make all our money in summertime and hope for the best. You know, I don't like that feeling. Yeah. Um, and then just, risk was probably the biggest reason for us switching to arbitrage. Um, investing as foreign nationals is much, we get higher interest rates, we get lower loan to values, um, you know, and the areas that we're looking in in Florida are within a five minute walk to the beach. So we're in high flood zones, we pay mm-hmm. like there's high property taxes. So when you look at it from a purchase perspective, it doesn't make sense for us. But we started okay. looking at it from a rental perspective. This way, we know exactly what our costs are every month. We don't really care what's happening with the interest rates. We're in prime locations where people are always going to book first. Uh, And then we just make sure that we make our properties even better than the competition to make sure we're always booked. So I sleep better at night knowing that we're not worrying about interest rates, whether we're losing money on this property, worrying about selling it fast, you know, if there's some sort of catastrophe, like an, uh, you know a hurricane that goes through, we have lot, we have insurance for that. Hold on. Oh. Can you hear us? 
you're you're kind of muffling a little bit. I don't know if somebody's covering the microphone or something. All right. Can you there hear me go. now? Yes, yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah. So it was more just making sure that we could sleep at night and be comfortable with, you know, the decisions we make and not worrying about selling quickly or if the market's yeah. going to turn. If there's a hurricane, we can pick up our stuff and we can move somewhere else. We're not worried about if the area is devastated and it's going to take two years to recover. So I worry a lot just because I'm from the insurance background. So uh, okay. like I'm always worried and we're right between the ocean and the intercoastal. So I always worry about water, but from a rental perspective, there's just far less risk and far less worry in my opinion. And that's so maybe happen. explain for folks that don't understand what Airbnb arbitrage is or short-term rental arbitrage. What does that actually mean? Give us a big, you know, 10,000 foot perspective. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Basically we're, the tenants, the long-term tenants. So we target uh, owners or landlords who have properties that maybe have been sitting on the market for a while or, um, or, or have been for rent for 30 days or more. And they're starting to feel, you know, now I'm paying the monthly rent. And so, so either they're for sale right now or they're for rent right now. And they have been for a while. That that's what you're looking at. Well, if a new one comes on, we'll give them a call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but usually they're more open to it the longer they've been on. Um, so basically the real high level of it is we are approaching landlords to rent their property as long-term tenants. And then with their permission, we're going ahead in Airbnb it or uh, renting it on Verbo or booking.com or our direct website as well. Right. Okay. Very, very cool. So, yeah, that's beautiful because Lori, like you said, you, you don't have to come up with the big bucks to buy the place. You don't have all the risk of ownership. You don't have to worry about property taxes, insurance, all of that stuff. That's the owner's responsibility. You guys can get in there, rent it long-term, lease it long-term with the right to sublet it as a short-term rental, as an Airbnb. Everything's above board. The owner knows exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it, and the fact that you're going to make money doing it as well. So what are some of the ob- objections or or things that landlords come up with when you guys propose this, and, and how do you kind of get them get them shifted to your point of view? Um, I think of the biggest scary point is as soon as you say Airbnb to somebody, it gets their back up. You almost have to say a corporate rental or, you know, use different terms. It seems less scary to them. Um, their first in, like thought is my house is going to get trashed. Um, it's not going to be taken care of. But in fact, it's actually quite the opposite. You know, like we need to maintain that property in order to get five-star reviews. So we're going to make sure it's tip-top shape all the time. It's cleaned every week. Um, and we tell them that we treat it seriously like a business. You know, we'll put in something called a minute, which looks like a little smoke detector and it can detect decibels. So we know when it's getting too loud. So we wow. put one out for the pool. Um, it can also detect how many cell phones are in the area. So we know if there's a crowd forming um, and we'll be notified. So we do that. And I think another big objection is usually the neighbors around us because you know they're all older, retired. You know They don't wanna see people coming in and out. So as a joke, we always toss Matt out on the front lawn of a new property for like three or four hours. And then if you stand out there long enough, everybody walks by and he makes friends with all the neighbors. He pass out <laughs> our cards and we just say like, please call us if there's any issues or any yeah. problems. 
and we have a ring doorbell. Um, you know, we have the ENCODE lock. So we have all the security measures in place and we keep an eye on the property. And so we maintain it well. So that's kind of our pitch to them is, you know, we'll treat it better than a long-term tenant ever would. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to improve the property too, right? Like we'll put in, if the pool doesn't have a heater, you wouldn't think South Florida needs a heater on their pool, but they do in the winter. So yeah, we'll, if they don't have it, we'll actually put one in. And that's not like a cheap thing. Like that's, but that's going to. Plus, our- plus you, you tell the owner that they get to keep the heater at the, at the end of the lease. That, yeah, that's part that's of the right. yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We prove it. Well, you know, we've done custom wallpaper and paint and you do all sorts of things. We fix it. We take the headache away from them, right? Yeah. Like we do all of the uh, property management. So we take care of the pool, the landscaping, pesticide, you know, all that stuff. Um, we just yeah. get them off of their hit. So really all they, they're responsible for, unless it's a big item, like a, an appliance or the roof, they're not responsible for anything. They can just collect their check every month. It's guaranteed. We're a business. We take it seriously. And uh, and we just take care of everything else. If something gets damaged, we replace it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Now, are you typically, when you're doing these long-term leases, are you guys looking for a bit of a, a break on the rent? Or you basically tell them, hey, we're going to take care of all of this, pay you fair market rent for the property. And, uh, and the bonus is you're going to make more money because you don't have to worry about maintenance? Or, or how do you guys do that? We're in a bit of a different market right now where houses and properties are sitting for a really long time. Oh, are so they? We don't really have to negotiate that way right now. Uh-huh. Um, and another little tidbit of information is we usually try and look for properties during the off season. Hmm. So we're trying to pick them up when they're not as hot and keep, they're sitting a little bit longer. They've and then they're, they're renewing in a low season. So they're not kind of like, oh, they're renewing in a low season. So they're not kind of like getting you know, like we're not paying the high price point if we renewed every February in Florida, for example. Got it. Right? So you're so, you're getting these summertime when things are slow in Florida when it comes to rentals. Smart, 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 smart. Okay, exactly. very cool, you guys. So maybe give us an idea of the profit potential of these kind of properties. So you're you don't have to buy them, but you do have to come out of pocket a fair amount not including pool heaters, but including everything else. So maybe give us an idea of what does it actually cost to start up one of these Airbnb arbitrage properties? Um, So with these normally like first and last uh, that they would want for rent. So whatever Mm -hmm. that would be. So we're picking, you know, more expensive properties by the beach. So ours are, our rent is around 7,000 a month. So it is more expensive. Yeah. Those are nice but, properties, I'm thinking. Yes, they're yeah. really nice. Um, you know, we we charge like an average of like six fifty a night um, mm-hmm. on average, right? And we've only been operational for four months, and we've already brought in almost sixty thousand. So, if you you know, like you kind of get what you pay for, and if you go in the right areas and by the beach, then yeah, you're gonna get the higher price points, but you get the greater best returns too. So, are you typically doing this with detached? single family homes are these really nice condos townhouses what kind of properties are you talking about here yeah so we target specifically uh there's an area that we really like and mm-hmm. it's basically from the ocean to there's the intracoastal waterway so it's it's a big waterway that all the big yachts and boats go up and down uh we want to be on that side of it so you can walk to the beach if not 
if it's on the other side, we want it to be on a lake or a canal that has access to the ocean okay. and with and, and backing onto it so that we can offer chartered boats, um, boat rentals and things like that, and just more amenities. But we all we always have to have four bedroom minimum. Uh, it's got to be in like really nice turnkey condition, not like yeah. gated, but four bedroom, you know, so yeah. it's got to be a really nice property, um, preferably on water or at least within walking distance and um, heated pool. and heated pool. And, and that's our main criteria. And then there's a few things other than so, that. Are, so are they detached houses typically? Is that what you're looking yes. at? Yeah, yeah. They're always okay. detached. Got it. Got it. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty nice house on the water or very close to the ocean is, is what I'm picking up. Plus, plus the pool, four bedrooms. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you got to get in there typically first month rent, last month rent. There must be some other costs involved as well. So what else is, is typically involved with setting one of these up? Um, so typically it depends at the price point we're looking at. Sometimes these properties come furnished and when they come furnished, then it helps with your furnishing budget. You can pick and choose what you want to keep and what you want to do yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to buffer in a, a, a furnishing budget. So we usually say about 10 to $12 a square foot if you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out how much it would cost. And then you typically want to have your first month of carrying costs kind of covered because a lot of them will want, you know, first and last for like utilities and insurance and things like that. So just having those prices ready. And because we try and pick up properties in the off season, we negotiate to try and get the first month of rent free. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that, that takes care of the first it. month. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. What it does is it gives us the opportunity to, um, and we also try to get in a little bit before that first month to set up and get pictures done. That way we have a month of trying to build reviews, um, getting noticed, moving up on the uh, Airbnb and Verbo, like uh, which page we show up in their algorithm. Um, and also the benefit of, of doing this in the off season to start is it gives us that, that, that runway for when it does get busy. And when yeah. we are having get the kinks out, but we also build up the reviews and where we are on the pages yeah. and the algorithm. And, um, and that just helps us get a really strong, um, like primary months where we can just absolutely kill it and ride into the store. Yeah. Well, that's really, really smart, you guys. So, how many of these, you said you just really got started with this about four months ago. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So at this point, we're mid-August 2023. So how many of these properties have you got ready and, and on the go right now? We have one operational now and we will have another one operational in about three weeks. Nice. Very nice. That's awesome. And how are you doing this from a distance? Because you guys are still living in Canada. Matt, you're still working up here. You got the, the full-time job. Lori, you're focusing on this. Um, are you having to go down on a very regular basis or are you able to do a lot of this from a distance? So typically when we're going to set up properties or something like that, we like to go down still and do it ourselves until yeah. we get to a point where we can hire people to do it for us. Um, but we're also very picky and we like things done a certain way. So that's yeah. kind of our detriment, but at the same time, like we love going to Florida, so it's really not a chore for us. Um, and now you got a very nice place to stay while you're down there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're down there like every other month, which is good because it gives us a chance to like check in with the property, see how it's going, make sure our vendors are still doing a good job. Mm. Um, so we get to do that at the same time. 
So I guess the major vendors that you'd be dealing with would be cleaning crews, um, landscaping companies, yard maintenance type companies, that sort of thing. Anybody else that is a major vendor that that you have to keep into mind into account? Pest control is a big thing in Florida. They have a what lot. What is that? Of Sorry. Pest control. Pest control. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot of um, iguanas, a lot of lizards. Um, Smooches, ants, yeah. and everything. Creepy crawlies. <laughs> that's... You got to be on top of your pest control. Uh, that's a big one. Um, and pool, pool too, because we don't have one of those like covered pools, like the cages. So right. a lot of stuff falls in it. So we have to have it cleaned twice a week. So I found a pool company that like take, takes pictures all the time before and after and sends notifiers when they've been by. So I know when they've gone there. So that works. Yeah. Very, very cool, you guys. So I know you're only four months into this, but it sounds like you're already actively renting properties out and, and seeing results, not even, and it's it's low season at this point in, in Florida. What are your conservative estimates on the kind of revenue you're going to do on this first property over a 12-month period? Um, we're expecting to make about 160 this year on this property. Gro- gross. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And, and what's your best guess on what your gross net is going to be out of that by the time you pay rent, by the time you pay cleaning costs, pool maintenance, all that kind of stuff. Any idea on, on your gross net? Um, It's a little bit hard to say in the first year because you're paying off the furniture as well. So once that's paid off, then you're laughing after that. So we aim to try and pay off the furniture within the first like 180 days. Mm -hmm. And then we try to be profitable after that. So So six months, six month time frame to get it all set up, stabilized, and then really netting. Yeah, that's, well, that's pretty good. That's, that's very good. So what are you, what are the, the short-term goals over the next six months? And longer term goals over the next one to two years? I think uh, short term, we're looking to start co-hosting as well and offering our services to other people in the area. Um, so that's something we're looking to grow in the next couple of months. And, and what, then, what does co-hosting mean exactly? Um, basically just managing other people's vacation rentals. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them out there where they just go with big management companies and they just kind of set it and forget it. And, we're going to take a different approach that we're more mom and pop and we're really going to look after your property. Got and, it. We're going to, okay. and we're going to be picky as well, right? So we're going to look for properties that fit our criteria, not just any co-hosting availability. Like, yeah. It's going to meet our criteria and, um, and, and we want to be proud to showcase it on our website as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Fantastic, you guys. Well, you've you've done a lot in a short period of time. Sounds like you're having fun with it. Sounds like it fits in nicely with your your lifestyle. So congratulations for that. Um, if people would like to connect with you and find out more, what can they do? But we'll give you the one straightforward one. So uh you can contact contact us through email at info at luxshorttermstays.com. So that's L-U-X shorttermstays.com. That's an uh, easy one. Yeah, or you can just go to our website as well, which is just luckshorttermstays.com. Nice. Well, Lori and Matt, thank you very much for being on the show. It's been great getting to know you and congratulations on the short-term rental arbitrage. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.